Hello, I'm Jacqueline Hellier. Welcome to the Tantric Lounge. I'm sitting here with my co-host Xavier Watercane. Hello, Xavier. Greetings, you. Greetings, world. <laughs> and today on the Tantric Lounge, we're going to be talking about riding the Tantric Wave. Yes, it's a program full of paradoxes because we'll be talking, mm. we're going to actually be talking about sex in non-sexual situations or rather non-sexual situations in sex or maybe a bit of both really. Think I'm of a bit it confused. as, yes, I think you are. I think <laughs> I need to explain a little bit more about what I mean by sex in non-sex. Yes, because in order to ride the great tantric wave of mm. which we will speak later. Yes. Um, we need to understand riding all the little waves that mm -hmm. we encounter in life. Yes, yes. And essentially what this is all about is that to be able to truly ride the big tantric waves, to be able to feel and allow the ex ecstasy to flow and to feel that bliss and that transcendence and that connection with oneness, which is very much a spiritual experience. It's the kind of experience that all tra um, spiritual traditions have aimed for in their different ways and which in the tantric tradition, one of the ways to get to is through sexual practice. But to get to that, you need to understand that it is a discipline. It is a spiritual discipline. And there are particular um, aspects of your spiritual development that you have to work on and hone to be able to have those really, truly awesome experiences. But before we get to that, what's the latest on Planet Jacqueline? Oh, Okay. Um, what's the latest on Planet Jack Jacqueline? Busy, busy, busy. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe how busy I am. Everybody wants me. Um, everyone wants a piece of you. Everyone wants a piece of me. Yeah, so focusing on lots of clients at the moment. Haven't had, didn't do a workshop last weekend, thank goodness, after all the other ones I've done. But uh, numbers are filling up for my couples retreat in Bali in May, which is my first international retreat and my first five-day women's retreat, uh, couples retreat. Got a women's retreat coming up soon. Got another live tantric lounge this Saturday, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm really in quite a deep spiritual space at the moment, so I'm going to be taking the participants on a, on a journey into divinity and finding the divine. So they'll be riding their own tantric wave this weekend. Definitely. I mean, that's what the live tantric lounge is all about. It's about actually giving people a space to really be able to cultivate themselves in this realm. But these radio shows are much more, well, as much about people listening in live and as also mm -hmm. having a permanent reference mm -hmm. so they can go back and revise ideas before they start getting, figuratively speaking, getting their little tootsies wet. <laughs> In the waves. In the waves. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this tantric wave then. Mm. Let's talk surfing. Surfing. Let's talk about surfing. Uh, it's a, a very Aussie a, or it's Californian. A subject, a subject very close to Australians' hearts, but also mm. a lot of Californians mm -hmm. and um, a lot of other people throughout the world who have access to really good beaches, but you don't actually have to have access to a good beach to ride tantric <laughs> waves because no. the tantric waves are everywhere. Yes. But still, surfing is a good analogy. It's a great analogy. So let's talk about the ocean first, the mm -hmm. ocean of tantra. There's this yes. huge energy, an ocean of tantric energy all around us. It's a yes. bit like the force, really. It is like the force. If yes. the R-rated version of Star Wars would have been something like... Oh, Luke, let me show you this big lightsaber and what I can do with it. And, but the, the idea being that there is this 
energy already in existence that mm. you just need to tap into, which is yes. what I think you mean by the spiritual development. The yes. spiritual development is about tapping into that wave, that ocean. Yes, because most of us live our lives feeling quite divorced from that. We feel very uh, individual and unique and separate, right, and, and often quite lonely and that's where a lot of the fear comes from and the powerlessness and the hopelessness oh it's just me against the world sort of thing and the more you develop spiritually the more you start tapping into this sense that we are actually all interconnected things like yeah you're surfing this beautiful wave that you know keeps going on and on Uh And you're really connected with the whole, you know, most surfers will tell you they feel really connected with the ocean. So so in this particular, in the tantric uh, Mm. context, spiritual development means being able to access that higher level of being and uh, getting a greater connection to this energy that already exists. You Mm. don't have to create it. No. You just have to tap into it. Yes. Sort of like the mains, power lines, you don't. The, mm. the power supply is already there. Yes. You don't have to be there in your backyard pedaling a little tantric <laughs> bicycle no. hoping that you will generate enough wattage to light a, an orgasmic light bulb somewhere. No. Which, yeah. are, which is what a lot of people do. Well, they do, yes. Well, that's more what our standard view of sex is. It's all about doing something. You've got to generate something. Whereas tantra is more about... Letting go and allowing. It's more like, you know, flicking the switch and allowing it to, to come. Opening so, yourself up to it. It's like so, plugging into something, plugging into the mains. And the, and rather you, than trying to create it yourself. And yet here is one of the many paradoxes that we'll be discussing during the show. Mm. Finding and flipping that tantric switch mm. often requires a sense of detachment. Well, yes. Yes. So That's the irony. Yes. So two of the really key things that you need in your spiritual development um, and in your tantric development. On your path to a better orgasm. Well, yes. It's kind of like having an orgasm with the universe. Yes. Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and being able to tap into that energy at any time. Mm. Right. Okay, for little, little top-ups and so forth, is to actually be unattached from it, right? This is a very common theme in all, pretty well, all spiritual um, disciplines. It's very common in the Buddhist one, is about non-attachment, right? You're not going to be able to have these experiences if you're seeking these experiences. Right, so the more that you pursue the experience, the more likely it is to run away from you. It becomes more elusive. Right? Like chasing your shadow. Well, it is. And this is so different to our normal view of sex, right? Because for most Westerners, sex is something, it's a need, it's a drive. And very much these days, it's about achieving something. You know, we're going to have a great orgasm. You know, we're both going to have an orgasm or we're going to do these things. And yeah, and there's this, this kind of like, there's a lot attached to it. There's a there's a sort of goal, the orgasmic goal, the go- orgasmic mm. const- construct. Mm. We construct orgasms with tools we find in our own homes. <laughs> yes, and it's very ego driven. Whereas what we're talking about here with the tantric orgasm mm. is that we are not constructing an orgasm so much as revealing the orgasm that exists in the universe all the time. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Right. Write that down. Oh, no, we'll have to no, We've got it, it on record. We've got it on record. <laughs> this is the electronic age, Jacqueline. <laughs> Sorry, digital. People, digital, digital. digital. 
<laughs> I, we're talking into a microphone. <laughs> People are listening on electronic right, devices. Right, enough, okay, enough, now, enough, enough, enough. Yes, enough. Back to the spirituality. Back to the spirituality. So mm. the orgasmic wave that exists all the time that we only need to tap into. Yes, just like the ocean's always there with the waves. You have and to constantly in motion. And constantly in motion. It is a rare ocean that does not have a wave. Yes. So it is a rare universe that does not have an orgasm lurking there somewhere. <laughs> and today we're going to take our first steps in, in surfing this ocean mm. of tantric orgasms. So, and part of it is letting go. Absolutely. Just like surfers have to let go. They, they can't. Do. They can't just cling to their surfboard no. and say, oh, the wave's coming. I can't move. I can't move. They actually have to let go enough to stand yes. up and be willing to fall down. Absolutely. They have to be willing to get it wrong. Yes. Yes. Time and time again. Mm. So, listeners, this is not a one, two, three recipe book for getting an instant Yep. Huge tsunami. Tantric rush. Tantric rush. <laughs> In fact, that would be very dangerous because if mm. people were mm-hmm. to suddenly open up mm-hmm. to the fullness of the orgasmic rush, yes. it would be like being swamped by a tidal wave. Well, yes, and there are plenty, plenty of instances where people have done courses where they haven't been properly supervised or they've gone further than they can and they get the kundalini rush or, you know, these, these experiences that they get that they can't cope with that completely freaks them out. And in some cases, people actually go psychotic. I have, I have seen um, footage, as many people have, of champion surfers mm. who ride those huge yeah, waves in yeah. Hawaii. Yes. We mentioned Hawaii before, but yeah, Hawaii. Mm. These enormous waves. Mm-hmm. And you figure, how do they ever get there? Mm. And, of course, the answer is they didn't start there. No. Nobody threw them off a helicopter into these enormous waves the first time they ever went surfing. Mm. They started in the shallows. So we're going to mm. talk about the shallows first. Mm. And part of the shallows is not, not everyday life. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about tapping into this energy on an, just in this first part of the program, mm. brought to you by Lalo. Yes. I forgot about that earlier. Oh, well, sorry, Lalo. <laughs> sorry, yes. Lalo. We'll talk more about Lalo we at will. length. Lalo, yeah. Lalo, of course, is our, uh, is our great genius sponsor. I've got a great story about Lalo mm-hmm. that I discovered just now. Um, but the, these first steps mm. in dipping your toe into the tantric ocean, everyday activity. Yes, because Tantra has never been about just sex, right? It's just Westerners have really grabbed onto this sex bit because Westerners love sex, right? And I'm focusing on sex because that's what I do. I'm a sex therapist, all right? But sex is never just about sex, just as Tantra is certainly not just about tantric sex. And to start getting aware of this concept of non-attachment, you need to start focusing on that in the whole of your life, right? So if you're hanging out the washing, you're just letting yourself go into the experience of hanging out the washing. Now, I might be sounding like a little hippie trippy, like, oh, this is also cosmic. You are a bit, you are a bit. It is sounding like, like, wow, man, I'm just like going to hang out the washing now. And it's just, I'm just going to take my time mm. as I run myself, my naked body over these wet sheets. <laughs> You probably don't need to it's go that far. Fantasizing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much sharing, oversharing. Too much, oversharing, oversharing. Sharing too much. Uh, so, <laughs> but what you're talking about being mm. is mindfulness. I am talking about mindfulness. Yes. About presence, about being in the moment. Because once you get into the moment, then you are actually let going, let, letting go. Let going. Your English <laughs> is getting more better and more better all the time. <laughs> 
So what we get is a situation where so many people just talking about hanging mm. up washing, they hang mm. up the washing and they're grumbling mm. because they, they don't want to, I don't want to hang the washing yeah. uh, or they think about something else. Oh, or too much to do. The fact of the matter is you're hanging washing in that moment. Mm. You might as well give yourself into the moment of hanging up the washing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And just as you give yourself into the motion, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, blah, blah, you're giving yourself into the moment of washing dishes or making a bed or getting on a bus or into a car to go to work. You are surrendering to the experience of the moment. Surrendering. Surrendering. And what you're Mm. saying is that the more you practice surrendering in these little moments, the more, the, the better you are at becoming adept at surrendering to other moments. To bigger moments. To bigger moments. Yes. And through that, so just as if you learn to hang up the washing and feel some small pleasure. Yes, because, okay, you might not be writhing in the sheets naked, but you might Those be... Those wet sheets. Those pre- wet clingy sheets. <laughs> Those sheets But you're that just appreciating the smell of it or the Wrap you up in their the cool and- freshness. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Too much information. We really need to get you some wet sheets. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, listeners. Anyway. Yes, but you're starting to really appreciate and, and feel, okay, I'm going to sound a bit cosmic here again, a bit of a oneness with the sheets, you know, a oneness with the act of hanging up the sheets, the sheets and the non-sheets, the act of hanging and the act of non-hanging all becomes one. And it doesn't even have to be a major event. You could just simply yep. be standing up. Yeah, it's just a, it's a gentle little thing. Yes, right? it's subtlety. It's subtle. Yes, as we keep talking about. Yes. You're starting to find the subtle pleasure. Okay, and you're building up from these little subtle pleasures. As you're feeling these little subtle pleasures, you're allowing that subtle pleasure to trill through your body, yeah, so that you're starting to feel a little touch of the bliss of hanging out the sheets or doing the washing or putting the kids to bed or going to the toilet or whatever it is that you happen to be doing. Breathing. Breathing, yes, running a a radio show, listening to a radio show. Surrendering to the microphone. Absolutely. Let it take us over. Oh, God, now I'm getting a bit out of control. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> hey, why is it okay for you to go? Uh, kind of because, because you're the host. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're just the co-host. <laughs> just the co-host. And the co-host. So, surrender, so mm. on a practical level, what people can do every day is to surrender to small experiences mm. and just surrender. And mm. surrendering means being there, just mm. saying, you know what, right now all I'm doing is standing up and breathing, mm-hmm. so I'll just stand up and breathe for 10 mm. seconds. Yes, and through this you get the other key aspect of it, which is that there's, there's a purity to it. In, in the traditional text they talk about moral rightness, which kind of confuses a lot of modern Westerners, particularly since sex has always had this moral wrongness associated to it. How can sex be seen to be, you know, a pure morally right thing to do? And that's also about surrendering to it, the mindfulness, leaving the ego behind, opening yourself up to the purity of experience. Sex being a, as pure an experience as hanging up washing or washing dishes or making beds or getting on a bus. Yeah, life becomes a purity of experience. And the more you tap into this, the more you actually start doing what is right. So you don't have to like think in your head what is morally right or morally is wrong or feel bad about what you're doing. You just start tapping into the rightness. And by purity, you mean not contaminating the mm-hmm. experience yes. with something else. Mm. So that you're not simultaneously hanging the washing and worrying about your 
mm. whatever. Yeah, or feeling resentful because he's not hanging the, yes, exactly. the washing or he's dropped some colours in the whites again. And ruined your frilly, naughty <laughs> under things that you would have you you would have loved to have used later on that evening <laughs> yeah. for other services but are now tattered. To help in the surrendering of the experience. Yes, mm. because there are all sorts of things that you can use to surrender yes. to experiences, including, of course, frilly lingerie knickers. and frilly knickers and yes. wonderful vibrators like the ones that Lalo make. Mm. We'll talk more about this surrendering and what the stage is beyond surrender mm-hmm. after the break. We will indeed. Welcome back to the Tantric Lounge. Um, I have a really interesting story to tell about Lelo, our, our sponsors. For oh, yes, those of us. you who know or for those of you who don't know, um, Lelo is a Swedish manufacturer of upmarket high-quality sex toys. They also do lingerie, BDSM accessories, massage products, etc., etc. Um, they've got 600 employees. 600. Six, can you imagine 600 people, yeah. more than 600 people throughout the world, dedicated to the in-house manufacture of sex toys? It's beautiful. It's a great idea. Mm. In fact, I was reading, amazingly, they've got a website on Wikipedia that I'd invite people to read. Mm. When they were, Lelo um, have, of co- among other things, the world's most expensive commonly retail item sex toy, which is an incredible vibrator that um, costs up to $13,500 US because it's made of 24-karat gold. And the interesting story I have to tell there is that in Brazil, Mm. um, (laughs) not so long ago, somebody broke into a store and stole one. Mm. As a result, Mm. from uh, now on, all of the up, these really expensive ones, the 24-carat, yes. have now a little chip inside them. Ah, so they can be traced. So they can be traced. Mm. So in other words, for those of you who are thinking of stealing these six sores, <laughs> you can be found out. Indeed, you can. And for, I, wonder what, I wonder what the person stealing it was going to do with it, whether they were going to actually use this beautiful object or whether they were going to melt it down for gold, in which case the irony of a Brazilian melting down a Western-manufactured gold <laughs> considering the West's history with South Still American gold. gold. Yeah. I just thought that was a beautiful, it was a beautiful historic irony. Mm. Anyway. Um, I'm just wondering whether yeah. a gold vibrator changes the experience. It would be nice to know. I wonder if they'd give me a sample to try out. <laughs> I, I don't. Well, at least they <laughs> can loan. They've given me lots of samples, they but lo- they're not gold. Yes. They they're all very lo- beautiful. They can loan you one. Mm. Well, you'd give it back later, <laughs> sure, <Used. laughs> certainly, certainly. Um, the the um, the product du, du jour is du the jour. Um, de la semaine. De, de la semaine is uh, the Soraya, mm. which is in fact waterproof. Yes. And if you go on the Lalo website, um, the Soraya is this extraordinary looking object that looks a little bit like a pink marrow with a Siamese twin attachment. It's very odd looking, but it is quite look. It it's is very like, beautiful. It is very beautiful, as all very the leather products are. Yes. Um, let's get back to this because the, and the reason mm. I mentioned the Sarai again is because it is waterproof. Well, yes, and part of this surrendering to the experience means creating environments which help you surrender to the experience. And lying in a bath can very much help you surrender to the experience. And then if you do want to use one of Lalo's beautiful products to help arouse you and to do some of your um, masturbation as meditation, as I've called it in the past, to help you get in touch with these feelings, then 
this particular item, the Soraya, would be quite a good one to use. When we talk about the surrender, it mm. occurs to me because we often, because when we're not online, we're actually often discussing this in terms of the the, the sort of people that come to your um, clinic. Mm. And one of the things, the repeated themes that I have found when you tell me these stories about people who are having problems in their sex lives is that the fact that they have trouble surrendering. Mm. Everything's tense. Everything is about anxiety. Everything it's- is about not being able simply to experience the joy of the moment. Mm. They can't even lie down with their partner in bed or wherever mm. and just simply lie there. Yes. They've got all these these expectations and intentions and worries and anxieties about it being a certain way and about getting it right. That's a big one, getting it right and not being able to achieve something. So the, two, the, two, the true tantra... Um, experiencer mm. must be willing to surrender and fail. Yes. But it's not really failing. But it's fa- not failing but it's you not, can't fail. <laughs> but, it's, but it's not failure if mm. you let go of this idea of succeeding. Absolutely. And that's what that whole, you know, sex in non-sex about the, the non-attachment is that you do it because you're doing it. Wow. That's very profound. <laughs> you're doing <laughs> it because you're doing it. <laughs> Just be doing it because you're doing it. We have questions. Oh, goody. Love questions. uh, From Jim. Mm. I've done some research on Tantra, not much practice yet, and I'm confused about the idea of polarity and balancing the positive and negative poles in men and women. Can Mm. you explain more about that? Uh, It's a very good question. And, in fact, um, we're going to devote next week, I think, to this topic of of polarity, okay, which is one way of looking at it. And that's balancing... Some in, in Tantra, they generally talk about the masculine and the feminine. I prefer to say yin and yang because there's too much attached to masculine and feminine. But it's understanding about how we have a positive pole and a negative pole in our bodies and that you need to align those. So that positive and negative, just as how in the physical world that causes electricity to run. So that works in a, in a sexual experience as well. And that helps to, to raise the energy and for the two people to feel... The tantric wave. Mm. So stay tuned for next week and we'll go into that in a lot more detail. Melinda, my husband has such a strong sex drive that I don't think he would ever have the non-attachment to sex that you talk about. Mm. How can someone with a high desire practice tantric sex? Yes, that's actually a really good question. And particularly for gentlemen more than men, women on the whole, because men often tend to have a very physical desire, It's important that a man learns to be with his desire, right? In other words, he doesn't have to just jump straight into the surf. He can wallow in the shallows for a little while. Yes, he can ponder the the surfing. Mm. Or he can, and this isn't such a good analogy, but he can just kind of swim there a bit on his own, Mm -hmm. right? So a lot of men feel that, oh, I'm feeling horny, I've got to do something with this. All right, so they're very attached to their desire. They're very attached to their arousal and to their libido and so forth. And often those kind of men, I might sound a little bit judgmental, a lot of them often have um, an expectation. They sort of feel that, you know, because they're aroused, then therefore someone should do, do something about it and generally it's their partner, right? Um, or they start getting attached to porn and so forth, which just feeds that desire and has the opposite effect to what we're looking for. 
right? So if someone with a high sex drive can be okay with their sex drive and in the tantric traditions you can learn ways to actually raise the energy within yourself, okay? So a lot of what we're talking about here is not just partnered activity it's about solo activity so the man can bring that energy back up into his body and use it and then he can start transforming that energy and that tones down the intensity which is what often a lot of women or lower desire partners react against so he's just being okay in his desire there's no there's no intense energy come up for there's no attached energy to it what about the um, recommendations people sometimes make about these people that mm-hmm. maybe they should just have a quick wank, a quick masturbation just to get that the urgency out of the way. Yes, yes. And that way they can return to the experience mm-hmm. having taken the edge off. Yes, absolutely. Because often the first orgasm in a sexual encounter can be more about stress release. I mean, I find that myself sometimes because I have a pretty full-on on, on you know, life and sometimes I just, you know, the first orgasm is just like, oof, got that out of the way. Now we can really make love. Mm. <laughs> yeah? And, you know, the same with anybody, whether they feel like they have a strong desire or not. Like when you're really, really hungry, just having a quick snack. Yeah, a quick some snack. You just, you've mm. satisfied the craving. Mm. You can now... You're now less distracted. Yes, and so for instance, yeah. So for instance, if you wanted to cook a really, really beautiful meal, right, and you knew it was going to take some time, and there's a lot of preparation, and there are lots of lovely ingredients lying around. If you were already really hungry, then you'd want to have a little something to eat first. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to create the meal without indulging in it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah? Mm, Without gorging. Yes. Yes, but if you have a little bit to eat first, that'll just take the edge off and then you can be with the experience of creating a beautiful meal with still enough space and hunger available that you can still enjoy it. So have a mini gorge. Just a, Yeah, well, it wouldn't be a gorge at all. It would just be enough to take the edge off. Mm. George. George. Hi, George. Um, are you saying that you can't ever just fuck if you're having tantric <laughs> sex? I mean, really go for it. What if you are both feeling really horny and hot for it? Yes. Okay. Uh, George, I'm definitely not saying that you can't ever fuck. (laughs) There's nothing like a good shag at times. All right. It's not necessarily going to be tantric. Right. Having said that, though, as I've said many times, it's more about how you're being than what you're actually doing. So if you're feeling really uh, desirous and your partner's feeling really desirous and you're like, let's just get stuck into it. Hey, if that's what you're both wanting to do. That's fine. So it's not so much about the intensity of the lovemaking. It's more about are you coming to it with that sense of non-attachment? Are you both surrendering to the experience? And again, if you're purity, and if you're not in that first Mm. doings, Mm. subsequent doings can lend themselves to that. Well, yes, you might have that quick bonk just to get the initial stress out of the way. Okay, because we all have busy lives, or it could be that. You're, you've been engaging in some really beautiful lovemaking and at some point in that lovemaking session, it gets intense. That's fine. It's not like not like tantric sex is all about om shanti la la and we're just going to gaze into each other's eyes and never move. Mm. Yeah? Sammy. Sammy. Hi, Sammy. 
I'm loving the idea of the purity of sex. I grew up with the sex is bad approach from my family. Gee, wow, Sammy, that must make you so unique. I wonder how that ever happened. Sorry. So <laughs> Similar al- experience, Avia. <laughs> so always feel guilty. Be- so always feel guilty before I got married, and even after that, I always felt somehow dirty. Mm. I guess I've always wanted to feel the purity in sex, and now you've explained why and how this can be. Thank you. Mm. Do you want to add a little bit to this idea of purity in sex? Yes, yes, I do. So in the West, because we always had this idea that, you know, sex was this unfortunate thing that people had to do and truly spiritual people didn't engage. They were celibate, supposedly. And even in a lot of uh, the Eastern traditions too, there's this there's this dichotomy that to be spiritual, somehow you need to renounce, you have to leave the world, that you don't actually engage in particular activities because they're a little bit too fraught. And they're also distracting you from divinity. Yes. But this, again, is this concept of divinity is different in Tantra. Yes. Divinity In Tantra, mm. the concept of divinity comes hand in hand with this ocean of yes. pleasure. Well, yes, and that you can actually tap into that through everyday activities. You don't have to renounce them. Whereas the Western idea of divinity is this is often very devoid of pleasure unless it's a pleasure that has nothing to do with the body. Yes, and it's some pleasure that you get at the end of a life. It's or, or some graced mm. bestowed upon you from mm. the higher yes. old guy with the beard sitting mm. on the cloud who just decides <laughs> whimsically, oh, yeah, let's and, bless him. <laughs> and, yes, there yeah. are people who can renounce and they meditate or pray and, you know, they live the life of the renunciate or the ascetic and, yes, they have amazing blissful experiences. They, they tap into that. There are different ways of tapping into the, the cosmic bliss. Right. But for the but Tantra is the path of the householder. Yes. Therefore it is easier for the householder, mm. the horny householder, <laughs> to tap into the ocean of sexual mm-hmm. ecstasy yes. through sex. Yes. yes. So why not use the mm. body's capacity for pleasure? Yes. Not only to access that pleasure, but also Mm -hmm. the deeper pleasures that are to be had. Yes. So, for instance, if I can use another analogy, which may or may not be very good, it's a bit like drinking alcohol, for instance, right? If you drink some alcohol, you'll you'll get pleasure. But for a lot of people, that's kind of dangerous. A lot of people say, oh, no one must ever drink alcohol because it's too dangerous. It's fraught. Okay. But if you can learn to drink alcohol. And sometimes these people are alcoholics who intuit that they are alcoholics Mm. and they would not necessarily be able to handle it yes indeed right but there are two ways of doing it some people need to teetotal some people can learn to indulge in alcohol without it being a detriment okay so in the same way if we're talking about whether you can be um, develop yourself spiritually by renunciation which is like the teetotal approach i remove myself from life and i don't engage in things right and i'm celibate because that's part of what helps me get to a certain place I want to get to or you say it might be a slightly more challenging approach but actually I am going to engage in everyday activity including sexual activity and find the purity (laughs) and the spiritual growth within it right but that's difficult particularly in our society because the sex has been so sullied right it's been profaned it's been profaned yes beautiful way of describing it right and so there's a lot attached to it again and it can actually be hard to separate to be not not attached to it as well aside from rigorous rigorous self-analysis 
psychoanalysis or whatever it is that you mm. want to call it, mm. how can people get all of this junk out of their heads? Just by practice, by focus, by intention. So you make a decision. The first thing, the first thing that somebody says, okay, acknowledge, okay, I have been brought up, conditioned, brainwashed into believing mm. that sex is bad, mm-hmm. probably with a whole bunch of other associated beliefs that my body is fundamentally dirty. Yes. My, my body is actually fundamentally gross and horrible. Yes, and a you lot make, of people believe that. Yeah, and so you're never going to get there at least until you can get in, t- in touch with your own body and say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. my body is this amazing thing. Mm. And maybe that may be too far a stretch for some people. They may have to start well, with baby steps. There'll be some steps. steps even to get to that. Yeah. Yes, but to actually to understand what your beliefs are, <laughs> what the little box you've, com- you've constructed to live within actually is and realise that it is actually a box. Your worldview is a box that has been c- constructed throughout your life that you take as your reality. And if you want to expand the box or knock the box down entirely, then you need to actually know what it is that you're working with, right? And then you start on the quest. And anyone who's listening to this is on that quest and they're starting to look at other alternatives. Look, you might not agree with the way I phrase these things. You you might think I'm full of bullshit. Fine, go somewhere else, okay? Go on your own personal quest to get more information to open yourself up to other possibilities, And my particular focus in terms of what I'm bringing to the world, hopefully, is a different way of looking at sex, right? And a way of looking at sex that is (laughs) wholesome. But to make this real for people Mm. so that it isn't just a bunch of talk on the airwaves Mm. and you and I just bouncing ideas off each other. Mm. And for people who are listening to think, wait a minute, these are not just... I want to go just beyond these mental constructs, these lovely mm. ideas, but they're still ideas. Mm. The best way to do that is at least to start off with these small moments. With the small moments. If you can have an experience where you are simply sitting down and breathing mm. and find the pleasure, the, the, the subtle hint mm-hmm. that you are on the surface of a much greater ocean of pleasure waiting for you to uncover it, if you can just go, if you can just have a little experience of that and then take that experience and go somewhere else and have another little experience mm. eventually evidence accumulates yes experience accumulates that mm. you can go further and further and deeper and deeper yes and to be very specific about that um there are some exercises that we're going to give people to do right after the break we will So stay tuned, people. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the last part of our show where we're talking about riding the tantric wave. And we've been doing a lot of talking. So now I'd like to share with you some more practical activities that you can do to help you get in touch with this. Now, everything that I've already shared with you in all of the programs we've done so so far in the third part where we tend to get practical are all absolutely relevant. And for those of you who've been regular listeners and who have been practicing the activities regularly, you're, you're already well on the way. <clears throat> all right. For those of you who are new to this concept, then I really highly recommend that you go back and listen to some of the earlier programs, especially the last part, and start to focus particularly on your breathing because the breathing is the most essential part to all of this. The breathing is what's going to help keeping you present in your body and not all over the place in your mind, and it will help you to 
to manage any anxiety or any of those negative emotions that come up in our modern daily life. Okay. Now, last week, um, I also set you a couple exercise where you look into each other's eyes. Actually, it was the week before, I think, where you look into each other's eyes. Now, that's another way where you can help to center yourself, calm yourself, make yourself mindful and start opening up to these subtle pleasures that we're talking about. So for those of you who've done it, what did you notice when you were looking into each other's eyes? for one song. I like to encourage people to play music as well. Singles, you can do the same thing looking into a mirror. It's really interesting to look into your own eyes and to breathe and stay with that calmness and that connection, right? Now, I've also talked in other sh- in other programs about starting to raise the energy, really feeling it within your body and starting to move it. Where are you feeling it? What little sensations are starting to happen? Last or two shows ago, I also talked about after the eye gaze and you can start touching your partner. You just spend a little bit of time touching the other person for your own pleasure so that you're noticing the pleasures that you're feeling from touching your partner. Chances are they'll also be receiving a lot of pleasure from your touch. And we're talking about the whole of the body not just the genitals. We're not talking about going barreling on down to the genitals. Include the genitals, but not all of the genitals. Okay. Now, I want to add a little bit more to this as well. I'm actually going to add the genitals. (laughs) So, you have a question? No, I just wanted to make a point that one of the exercises that you um, recommend that people do often Mm. involved with couples touching but not using a part of the body that they normally touch with so that they don't mm. touch with their hands. Yes. They don't touch necessarily with their faces or with their mouths, but mm. they have a constant focus on other parts of their body to sensitise their bodies in places where they're not normally sensitised. Oh, yes. There's this beautiful activity that I do in the couples retreat where I get them to make love with different body parts. Yeah, so like they've got to make love with the backs of their hands or with their forearms. In fact, we use the entire body. Have you ever made love with your ear? Have you ever made love with your neck? In fact, that's one that everybody is like, oh, my God, it's amazing when you make love with your neck, when you entwine your necks and just feel it because the neck is actually incredibly sensitive. Yeah, and we don't often, we might receive touch on the neck, but we don't often give touch with the neck. And it's, it's really beautiful, yeah, and we're connecting our um, fifth chakras as well. Um, this is all about communication. It is. A subject close to my heart. Yes, well, it would be, wouldn't and it? And neck. <laughs> so, yeah, well, actually, you could do this exercise with the neck as well and find that. Right, note that down. I'll do that in another, another program. I'll electronic take people, age, electronic age. Yes. Okay, I'll take everyone through that activity about making love with different body parts, different show. Where was I? Okay, so here we are. I'm actually being genital today. So, your partner's lying down. And you will place one hand over their heart region, over the heart chakra, so the center of their of their chest, and the other one over their base chakra, which is gently over their genitals. And you're going to be cupping their genitals effectively. Okay, you can do this with your knickers on if you feel uncomfortable with nudity, but it's nice to do it nude. If you're single, you can do it to yourself. One hand over your heart, the other hand over your genitals. Okay, and breathe with it. You're just 
breathing with it. You're just letting go. You're having no intention of anything in particular happening other than just being there and connecting with either your own or your partner's genitals. If you're with a partner, they're breathing as well. They're noticing any subtle sensations that they're starting to feel, okay? Very subtle sensations. Now, you will start then to stimulate the genitals, okay? Either your own or your partner's if that's where you are. And work your way up, getting some sensation going, and then you stop, okay? And the partner will stay with the sensation of the arousal that they've had. And that's where you're sort of feeling like you're surfing it a little bit, okay? So we're not going for the constant build up, build up, build up. What we're doing is we're going for raising it up and kind of hanging out there for a little while, okay? And then you can build it up a little bit more. And then you're hanging out there for a little while. And all the time you're focusing on your breath. If you've done those exercises I've taught in the past about raising the energy and allowing it to flow through your body, all right? If you're feeling some tingles or arousal in your pelvic area or with women, it might be in the breast area, just allowing that to sort of pervade through your body a little bit. And that means that you've got to give yourself a chance to do that. So build it up a little bit. And then kind of hang there for a while and allow it to flow through. For some people, that might just seem really weird. So what you can do is actually start and give yourself an orgasm or give your partner an orgasm, right? So that might be quite intense. And then once the orgasm has happened, that's when you try and stay there for a while. So if you've stimulated your partner to an orgasm, let's say you're using your hands or maybe one of Lalo's beautiful products, then keep your hand there afterwards, all right, so if, the, if, if you're stimulating a female partner around, around a clitoris, for instance, you may have something inside a vagina as well. She's orgasmed, keep your hand there. Really stay with the feeling. If you've done it to yourself, keep your hand there, all right? And you just feel, feel the feeling going through your body. That's where you can start if you're used to more standard type sex. When you have the orgasm, stay with the orgasm. Now, if you're actually having intercourse and you do this, when you have the orgasm, stay there, right? Particularly when the man orgasms, if he's ejaculated inside his partner, stay inside because the beauty starts happening after you've had the explosive part of the orgasm, all right? Stay with that feeling. Stay inside or stay with your hand over over the genitals if if you've given a manual... Oh, if it's an oral orgasm too, like just gently rest your hand there as well, right? Once you're starting to get the hang of that, you might be like, oh, because what will happen then is you'll be able to go again, right? Particularly women. If you're a woman who's never had uh, multiple orgasms, this is the way you go into the multiple orgasm because I, it may be that the first orgasm is just stress release and then after it, you just go, oh, okay, now I'm really here. Now let's really play can be the same for the guy and as I've stressed on many occasions it doesn't matter if you lose your orgasm your erection at that point there's still plenty of play to be done there's plenty of experiencing and plenty of surrendering to the experience even if you don't have an erection at that moment okay and particularly if you're focusing on the female partner you really don't need to have an erection at that time. You can be building her up again. She can be getting to a lovelier place. And at some stage, she might just be getting to that point where she's just like, oh, my God, this is all just so wonderful. <laughs> I just really just love being here for a while. Then you can start experimenting a little bit more with 
building up. And again, if you're still at that stage where you need intensity to be able to feel much, practice this. I sometimes call it interval training. Um, where you'll provide intensity for a bit. So if you're having intercourse, you know, you'll thrust hard for a little bit and then you'll stop. And in the stopping, you just start feeling, ooh, so what's in that space when we stop? And then you can do it intensely again for a bit, you know, like just for like 10, 20 seconds and then stop. What are you feeling? Yeah, what, do you, what is each partner feeling when that happens? All right, so that's how you can kind of like just start to feel what's happening, all right? But I want to stress that's the physical side of things, all right? And that will increase the physical sensation. That will increase the physical sensation. And look, and maybe that's all that you're after. Although if you're listening to the tantric land, you're probably wanting more of the spiritual side of things as well. But to really be able to go to those beautiful places and for it to become more of that cosmic spiritual experience they really need to focus on that surrender that letting go to life to having more of a spiritual awareness throughout the whole of your life to become more mindful in life and to be able to cultivate that that moral purity and I want to stress that's not about sticking to you know puritanical ideas or prudish ideas about sex it's just about being clear and open and in the flow because this is also as in the Taoist traditions they call it wu wei which is about actionless action the doing of not doing it's exactly the same as the tantric approach and about with the Taoists, they particularly focus on flow and getting in the flow and then life becomes very harmonious that which can be called the Tao is not the Tao Yes. The minute you start putting your mind and labelling mm-hmm. these experiences, you start losing it. Mm-hmm. So the surrender is also part of just surrendering labelling. Yes. Say, I am having this sort of experience. I'm going to put it in this sort of box. Forget all that. Mm. I can't personally emphasise enough mm. this idea that the orgasm is around us all the time. Mm. Anyone who experiences nature or even just human life and just its acti- mm. and the activity of the whole universe, mm. the dance of the spheres, the mm. dance of chemistry, mm. the, there's this huge orgasmic dance happening around us all the time. Yes. And it's our own personal responsibility to, to what extent we hear that dance and to what extent we want to dance with the dance. Indeed. Indeed, and that's why in so many spiritual traditions people do feel that through celibacy. They, they tap into that in other ways. You read any of the stories of, of many of the saints and they talk about, you know, being overcome with the rapture of, you know, the God and Jesus and all this sort of stuff, and that is an orgasmic experience. Um, that's Anybody who's ever read any of Teresa Ravavala's experiences, yes. I mean, yeah. that woman was obviously on some major orgasm there. But uh, it was a spiritual orgasm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so this is just using sex to have those same experiences. But you do have to understand that it's not just about having a stronger physical experience. It's not just about the, it's not putting it in a box again. It's not about putting, changing your sex box to the tantric sex box, which we talked about a couple of shows ago. Yeah. As you say, there is no box. <laughs> it's about getting rid of the box and tapping into that constant orgasmicness, which is the universe. And, and it does come at a cost. You have to be, I yes. mean, this isn't a freebie. No. Because 
actually our natural state of being is to ride the waves of the ocean. And we actually have to go to a lot of trouble to condition and brainwash ourselves to believe that we are separate Mm. from all of that. Mm. So the cost is actually having to give up who you think you are. Absolutely it is. And our ego just wants to hang on. Our ego will fight to the death to stay there. And, you know, anybody who's gone on the spiritual quest will tell you how hard it is. You know, this is a big journey. It is, but it is a magical journey. Mm. And and the great thing about magical journeys is that all magical journeys begin with transformation and they all begin with the transformation of the self. Yes. So it's not about changing the world. It's not about changing the universe. The universe is fine. Yes. The universe (laughs) is having one long continuous orgasm. Yes. What you have to do is simply change yourself enough to allow yourself as much of that orgasm as you can stand. Yes. And that does require practicing and honing your skills to be able to feel the orgasm. And what's happening next week while the, in, the, in the 168 hours <laughs> that people will have to practice tapping into the great cosmic orgasm? Mm. Yes. Well, I, I'm thinking that next week we might talk about polarity, whether that becomes the whole of the topic the whole of the discussion or not, I'm not absolutely sure, but I think it is an important one. And we'll look more into maybe that touch thing as well about the non, not n- mm. touching with not normal parts of the body, etc., etc., not yes. the usual parts, because yes. that's also about polarities. It's about exploring. Mm. It's, it's about exploring the energetics. Yeah. So more exploring pra- the energetics. That's what we're going to do next week. Much so wonderful to be with you again, uh, everybody, and yes, we'll look forward to next week. Yes, we'll see you all then back down on the Tantric Lounge.